I'm going to read a story uh, that happened uh, most. It came from growing up as a young boy in Corner Brook in Newfoundland. And we used to hang out at this convenience store after school and on weekends and such. Just a corner store, Fudge's store. And uh, she had a small radiator in the, in, in, in the room and people gathered around that with a large uh, window um, facing the, the road. It's called the Christmas tree. And this is about wishes. And as we start changing in our minds, uh, looking at how older boys are and such and how, how people flock to them. <clears throat> the Christmas tree. As an ocean storm pushed hard against the window, the air inside the local corner store steamed with teenage heat. I was hunkered on a bench with a few schoolmates chewing two-cent licorice and as we sat between bread bins, boxes of the licorice, chocolate bars, and potato chips, I eavesdropped as the grade seven McDonald twins proclaimed their latest conquest. And with their winter coats bundled on the window ledge, a tent of teenage girls hovered around them and the wall radiator across from us. Smiles and snickers flickered amongst them as the twins entertained. While munching on O. Henry bars, they boasted to the young ladies of slaying mountains of snow and of how many Christmas trees they had sold that week. I had sold none. As they crowed, I saw my plan unfold. It wouldn't take me long to cut down a fir tree. I could run home and get Dad's old handsaw from the basement, and that's only four houses down the road. And after that, it's only ten minutes to the woods. And I still have time, about an hour of daylight, to work with. If things went well, I could have my Christmas tree sold and be back in the store with the young admirers, hopefully still lingering, before they go home for supper. And most importantly, I would be rich, just like the McDonald brothers, now holding court with those females. Maybe there was still a home in the valley that would buy my tree, but for only 50 cents. That was my original plan, but after overhearing the twins, I liked theirs better. They blurted that the big money was at the priest's house. They said that they sold a tree there yesterday for the priest's veranda, and they got two dollars, two whole dollars. But that's because Father O'Reilly answered the door and he had been drinking, and now he wants a second tree for the indoors. For my plan to work, I'd have to get to the priest's house before the twins. I would have to cut my tree, sneak it down the back road, avoiding the store and the twins, and hope Father O'Reilly comes to the door. And anyway, why shouldn't I sell it at the priest's house? I'm Catholic. I pray as hard as the twins do, even if it is two of them. Maybe I'll pray twice as hard. And I even sit in the front pew. Well, I did twice. And besides, I was almost an altar boy once. And last week, when I dropped off Mom's early Christmas baking for the priest house, Father O'Reilly was there already sipping wine with the bishop in that first room by the kitchen. And that was late in the afternoon, too. Same as now. Maybe that was a message from God for me to sell the tree, a heavenly sign, a thank you from God for Mom's coconut cookies and for almost being that altar boy. I wonder if it's a sin that I've ate two on the way over. Maybe just to make sure that they're all okay for God's good men. They were some good, I tell you. 
And with that extra $5.50, I could go places. I could dress like the McDonald boys and wear wavy hair. I wouldn't have to tuck my pants into my socks anymore like other grade 5s and grade 6ers. I could roll up my jeans and maybe one day wear a green bush jacket just like them. Because that's what the big boys do in grade 7 and 8. They said they were going back to the priest's house tomorrow after Mass because Father O'Reilly usually has a few drinks in them by then. And whenever he's drinking, he always pays more than anybody else. But when he's not, he only pays 50 cents, just like the rest of the Catholics in the valley. And the brothers didn't seem to be in a hurry. Maybe it's because of the weather. Or maybe it's because the pretty girls gathered around the heater were crazy about their jokes. Why rush off to a priest house when you have a harem laughing at your jokes? Plus, they still had old O. Henry bars dangling from their pockets from yesterday's tree money. They even had a bag of chips and a root beer each. They could be here for a while. Though they made it big, things were looking good for me. Theirs was the life that I wanted to live, but for now, mine was bogged down around bins of potato chips and two-cent licorice kids. Sure, I could sell old car batteries for a dollar apiece, but how was I going to dig them out in three feet of snow? I'd be lucky to find an abandoned car in this storm, let alone a battery. I'd have to wander far, maybe even out of the valley of search of one. And by the time I get back to the store, the girls could be gone. Or if the storm worsens, they could be finished high school. No, don't think like that. I gotta think this out. Under these conditions, car batteries are not a good idea. If I was going to make it in life, then selling a tree at the priest's house was the only way to go. And maybe I'm not the only one thinking about all the fun across from us. Maybe these other licorice kids crammed on this bench like me are wanting to roll up their jeans too, just like the big boys, wanting to tell jokes like them. I wanted the pretty girls to smile for me especially that new girl with the long dark hair sitting at the end of the counter. I wanted her to look up from her coke float and glance my way, but she's in grade seven. Or Joanne, or Linda, or Lucine, or... It doesn't matter. If I was going to make them gather around me, if I was going to be anybody in this valley, then I need to sell that Christmas tree to Father O'Reilly. Sure, I could try telling jokes like the older boys, but how funny could I be? And besides, I only know one joke, and I still don't get that one. And look how they run their fingers through the twins' hair, all so slick, black, and wa- back and wavy. How were they born with that many waves? It's a wonder they don't get seasick when they walk. But the girls like it, and that's all that counts. If I ever get that many waves, I'll just take some of Dad's gravel. At least then I won't be like the other kids sitting beside me. I won't have to grease my hair with cheap potato chip oil. All I need is just one tree to go from salt and vinegar to the brill cream dream. And just like the twins, I would leave the top button open on my shirt. That's not a coincidence or a freaky twin connection thing. That's a sign of making it big if I ever saw one. But I'm already missing two buttons. Maybe I can get mom to sew one back on if she's got time. But I haven't got time. I gotta get to the woods. After I sell my tree, I won't even buy O'Henry's. I'd get the big double five star bar, the ones with extra fudge. I won't even open it. Just leave it on the counter right next to that new girl if she's still there when I come back. And I wouldn't even have to tell jokes.
Who needs to tell jokes when you can afford 10 cent chocolate bars? But all of that will not matter if I do not sell my tree. Sure, I can flip the bottoms of my pants up and prance about in hair of potato chip. If I haven't sold a tree, then who am I? And besides, I don't even have jeans like them. I'd be stuck here in the bread bin of yesterday's buns telling stale jokes to the two-cent kids. While all the pretty girls on the other side with those twittering twins getting warm by the radiator. And how come they get the radiator? When that wind blows, that door opens and it makes us so cold. Over here, by the counter, you know. Anyway, even if I did go and find a battery, how could I make the girls flick their eyes at me? If I'm stuck in some snowbank piled up against the window, peering in at them while I'm dripping battery acid and black licorice, how could I even walk into a store if my coat and pants are so burnt up with battery acid that all I have showing is leftover long johns and bits and pieces of plaid trousers from the knees down? I wonder if they would even ask, what's with the glowing snowman or, oh, look, is that a winter scarecrow? My only way out is the priest house. I'll just tell the priest that I'm one of the MacDonald brothers and that I came by early. There's eleven of them anyway. How would he know which one I was? I got freckles just like them, and my hair is as brown as theirs. I just don't have the waves. I'll just say, Father, there were so many of us that by the time I was born, my mother only had ripples left. I'll impress the girls first and confess my sin later. I just pray to God that Father O'Reilly is still on the wine.